Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. Yeah, well, here you are, and here we are. And you're listening to... Dream Dream Infringement. Infringement! That's right. Dream Infringement is a super squad of three friends who are bound by secret secrets that we will never tell. Yes, that's right. On one rainy, dreary evening, we all went over to each other's house and we shared our deepest, darkest secrets that no one shall ever know. We all went to each other's house. Something like that. So we didn't know the other people weren't there. Mm -hmm. We just showed up. <clears throat> Jennifer came here and we went to Jennifer's. Yep, and then we call conference called each other. And and it, it was through those secrets that we forever have been bound. I was going to say it was more the trauma. We've all trauma bonded and now you know, maybe that's an unhealthy way to to uh, have a friendship continue going, but it's working for us. It sure is. And through that trauma, we created this little show called Dream Infringement. We've been on the air on KSKQ for the last six years, so I've been told. And mentally, I've probably more like two years for me. I don't know the other four. Well, two of those years were spent in a pandemic. That's, yeah, that's probably it. That's the most I've been present is during this pandemic. Speaking of traumas, yes, a pandemic. If you're not aware, there has been a pandemic that's been going on. And the world has essentially been um, on lockdown. There's been a lot of things that we've all had to kind of, you know, sacrifice in order for us to stay home and stay safe. And uh, we've also sacrificed the vision of everyone's face from below their eyes to just where their chin starts. And that is because we've all had to wear masks. But recently they've lifted the mask mandate here in Oregon. And I've seen a lot more faces than I've ever seen pretty much in my whole life. It feels like it. Like I'm seeing faces for the first time. And you know what? Faces are much more interesting than I remember them being. They're a lot. There's a lot to the face. (laughs) Yeah, because you got like the cheeks. Mm -hmm. You got the nose. You got the nostrils. Okay. You got the lips. Did I say the teeth? I said cheeks. I don't think you said teeth yet. No. Yeah, there's teeth. And wow, that there's just a lot to take in visually. And um, it's exciting. It's it's like every face is, is its own um, novel to read. And um, I've been doing a lot of reading lately. Let's just put it, put it that way. But uh, now that everything has opened, there is... Uh, things that there are things that we have now been allowed to kind of like explore again like social situations Mm, and looking at people's faces and exploring each other's faces and uh what else are we now able to do that we weren't able to do in the last two years i guess gather in groups Mm -hmm. if one should choose to do so yes group gathering um and again like i said social situations so we all have to like navigate that again navigate things that we haven't really um you know haven't had an opportunity to explore in the last two years and with that comes many uh 
you know, reminders of, of those particular stresses, you know, like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to talk about? Uh, how am I going to do my hair? And many other things. Those are probably the most superficial things that I could think of off the top of my head. But that is our theme tonight. It is the world opening up and all of the unique possibilities that come with that. And we get to, you know, get back to our, you know, what we what we might consider to be normal um, or as close as possible to that um, compared to how things have been in the last two years. So, so we're going to explore that with uh, some um, friends of ours. And you will also hear Emily and Jennifer and I uh, chime in about our perspectives on that. So, so buckle up. Yeah, buckle up and listen to our intro song, which is... Which is These Days by Nico. Hello, this is Jennifer. Since it's begin to feel like things might resume without all the social distancing, I personally found myself getting really depressed because self-esteem issues hit hard. I was going to be perceived again as a person. Two years ago, I was in the process of getting discharged from the hospital for a unilateral mastectomy when the hospital went on lockdown. So I started off my recovery being very distanced from everybody and I was thankful for the reprieve and it took a long time to recover physically, but mentally it's been a very slow process and I wanted time to acclimate. Some of my friends have seen me, but the first person I saw at my house was an old family friend and he totally boob checked me. He looked at this now blank space and like, I get it. It was involuntary. I expect some of that. But did it hurt my feelings? Yes, it did. I posted some preemptive videos on my Instagram so people that knew me could just get it out of their system. If that was the case, I was like, stare at the video. Don't stare at me in real life. But it, yeah, I wasn't ready for gatherings. And I've been slowly shopping because all my pre-mastectomy clothes, I remember how they fit. And it makes me sad to see the fabric just kind of hang there. Reconstruction or prosthesis is a whole other conversation, so I'm not going to go into it here. And while I hated wearing masks, I really liked that anonymity. I skipped out on so much small talk, and I don't think it was small talk people even wanted to have with me. There was um, one lady who saw me, and she came up like, Hey, how are you? And then it was like she shut down. Like, darn it, now I've you know, now I'm committed to having a small talk with this, with Jennifer. Oh no. Cause she was just like, okay, well I got stuff to do. Bye. <laughs> it was like, I didn't see you. You could have just saved yourself the effort and just walked by me. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. <laughs> yeah. It was really easy for me to be judgmental about everyone who wasn't taking precautions because quarantining was such a easy thing for me to do. 
it was like my natural most comfortable environment and it was so great to suddenly be free of all of these social obligations where I was thinking I should go I need to make an appearance people will think I'm mad at them like there was so much personal pressure and guilt that I was giving to myself and now there was just nothing to feel bad about it was such a relief and I began to get like super resentful at extroverts because I felt like they'd been at the helm of all of the things I didn't want to do they were the cause of all this time and expense and stress and like we were locked into their mind control that this is how it should be so hopefully after this I'm going to be a little bit better at setting boundaries recognizing limitations without feeling the guilt for having them in the first place I think one way that this changed me but that it wasn't for the better is that I still have a lot of anger for how so many people responded all the adult tantrums very unreasonable very selfish behavior and the fact that everyone was so angry that the pandemic was taking so long and creating events that just made it drag on longer people were to use the phrase like shooting themselves in their own foot half the time by being the ones creating <laughs> they were not creating the change they wanted to see in the world quite the opposite and that there was so much panic buying so that people didn't have enough when we always had enough for everyone if people would have just you know acted reasonably I don't know I feel very cynical about it I haven't gotten a cold flu or stomach bug since we went on lockdown and so yeah humans are disgusting I plan to try and keep up with sanitizing washing my hands more frequently remembering not to touch my face things like that also made me really grateful for my parents I live next door to them and they were my only real in-person contacts and it felt really homey and safe just to go over there and hang out like we had each other I know I would have gotten really depressed and really weird without that I did need something to keep my mental health ship sailing straight and I do feel really sorry for anyone that was stuck without any like human contact that would have been completely rough to to not have that I think things would have gone much worse for me also I'm really grateful for Emily and Bobby I've been messaging them nonstop on our group chat throughout this whole entire pandemic and it's like they were always sort of with me in spirit I never felt super alone like I always had them we were always able to talk about things that were going on in our life and you know get emotional support and humor and everything from each other so good friends are the spice of life or some some cliche good friends are the best this song is by still corners and it's called going back to strange Well, we reached out to our friends, the Luciers. Um, you've heard from them several times during the pandemic. And then 
before that even they are they're a semi regular feature here at dream, dream infringement <laughs> and salt of the earth i mean these people they're people oh yeah they're the people's people so anyway they um kindly recorded themselves um to let us know their thoughts and feelings about this whole whole uh whole thing this whole shebang so here they are okay so we are discussing this um as it says here since we read articles describing it as a collective trauma it's kind of a way of talking about uh the pandemic going away or lessening to try to normalize how people might be feeling and to maybe make it you know bring some people some comfort so mm -hmm. the first question was how do you feel about the lift of pandemic related restrictions do you have anything that you're really happy about or things that you see as being a challenge or really stressful what about you caitlin well um i think i've kind of molded into a shell of uh, adapting to the pandemic so the fact that I'm going to have to be a normal person again kind of scares me and like be social and be able to go outside and do stuff with other people. It's kind of scary, but at the same time, it's exciting to be able to be social again, not through a screen. Mm -hmm. Understandable. Although I don't know that you were normal before. <laughs> Liam, what about you? Well, uh, I'm, I'm excited about... Uh, going back to the way things were, kind of, ish. Um, but sounds like we're all mixed. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the restrictions I had at the beginning were good. It definitely helped stopping the spread of it. Like thinking how many people could have gotten sick without, you know, the home order staying here. But then, like Katie said, we kind of lost that social aspect to go full circle and get it back again it's kind of weird because you spent all this time throughout your life doing these normal things and then it's like two years almost three happened where things were completely different and that Storm. feels like my whole life yeah 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 you regressed uh -huh. i was <laughs> smarter going in <laughs> now how about you julia so I feel mixed. I'm excited, but kind of cautious. You know, I want to, um, my natural inclination is to like throw up my hands and be like, yay, let's just go do stuff. Let's, let's like be done with this. But, um, but there are still things to consider. And so, so I feel like, you know, just, just a balance, kind of take it as it comes and, and enjoy what we can and find joy and in, in what we can and, and just think about things and be be reasonable about it yes yeah you know i uh like the rest of you it's a it's a give and take plus and minus kind of thing i feel a little weird to go into a store or something without a mask because i feel like i'm exposed now and i feel a little bit guilty like i'm i'm doing something rebellious yeah, yeah. you know and I want to tell people I'm not an anti-mask, <laughs> anti-vax, you know, but, but it's okay. I mean, it's sure. been, it's been lifted so we can do that. But uh, I, I'm also hopeful though, that we can get back to some semblance 
of normalcy. I mean, it's, we're never going to be quite what we were pre-pandemic. But. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, the new normal is just extremely different, really. So our second question, how do you think going through two years of pandemic changed you as a person? What will you, or, yeah, so, um, so Caitlin, you started before. Um, I think, I think I became more self-aware of my actions and, uh, just trying, since I'm stuck with my mind all day, I might as well make my mind something I enjoy being with, so. So you're um, living in a fantasy world. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. That's honest. Yeah, it's a nice fantasy world. Good. I like good. it here. They reject reality. Yeah. Liam. So. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way as Katie. Um, being kind of just trapped with yourself all this time and being trapped with the people around you. Uh, <laughs> Me. Yeah. Me. Yeah, you. Um, but learning new hobbies and trying to just keep yourself activated and motivated, doing things that work your brain to to keep yourself sharp. Yeah, Lynn, and hopefully those hobbies you've picked up, you keep with. Yeah, and it works. Mm-hmm. What about you, Julia? So I think I think for the most part, it just really helped me to focus on like the more important things. Um, because we're just so we're we've been so much less distracted with like hustle and bustle like everything before the pandemic was very um you know just we were just busy busy and distracted doing things maybe outside of the home and so to be here so much just helped us to like spend time together and you know really kind of like look at the things we were doing and what we were spending our time time doing and so I really, I really like that aspect of it. I think it made us as a family draw, you know, get closer and, and uh, you know. So, yeah, I, I think that was a really good part of it. Home improvement projects. Yeah. 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 I wish I would have done more, actually. <laughs> I thought I was going to have so much more time. I think everybody felt get that so way. much more done. We're going to go into this. I'm going to eat healthy now. I'm yeah. going to fix my house. I'm <laughs> going to mow the lawn. <laughs> Twice. I'm going. Well, to I don't know about you. I'm going to become a completely different person. I'm going to be. Yes, we have become a completely different person. All of my schoolwork. Here I am. Like we've become not... someone no one can recognize because we've gained a hundred pounds. Well, I was going to say I don't know about you, but I have grown as a person, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so, um, personally, I've also um, I've opened up to online purchasing, hmm. which I was a little reticent about before. But now it's like, hey, this is cool. I can just order it. Shows up at my house. I don't have to deal with anybody. I don't have to go anywhere. Now you can be a compulsive shopper without going outside. Mm, yeah. Well, until I'm out of Yay. money, which is pretty quick. So, um, yeah, and I have become more conscious of disease and infectious stuff. So, like, if you're Definitely. if you're sick, stay home. Stay home. Just stay home. Just. Just do it. Just stay home. Don't be that person that goes to work coughing and sneezing on everybody, yeah. passing disease. This is how we got here. Just stay home. Take care of yourself. Yeah. It's a nice excuse to stay home. I'm yeah. sorry. I go. can not go to that very yeah. important event. I am got a little sniffle. Yeah. I should stay home <laughs> so for sure. That leads us into what moving forward post pandemic, what are you going to do differently? 
I'm gonna be an extrovert. That's that's a big is a big that step. That sounds a lot like what you said pre-pandemic. <laughs> no, just like I've already started, like going to coffee with friends, and just trying to put myself out there. So then, if anything like that happens again, I won't be like alone. Fantastic. And I'll have people to talk to, even if it's not in person. Yeah, that's good. And then you know I'll have motivation Working to do things because I have a social life. Social skills. Yeah, that's yeah. that's excellent. That's good. It's only uh, hope. <laughs> you gotta have goals. <laughs> if you don't have a dream, no. it can't come true. Liam, what about you? I don't know. What I, I think I'm just stuck where I am now. <laughs> I've figured myself out, and I'm here, and I'm happy. The sixteen-year-old sixteen, who knows all. You know yourself. I'm gonna start donating to charity, make myself feel good. Okay. <laughs> go well, get a job so you can donate to charity first. First, go get a job so you can donate to the household finances. Yeah. Pay some Save rent. the whales. Yeah. Feed yourself. <laughs> Julia, what about you? So I am definitely not going to take my spending time with my loved ones for granted. I think that has been a big thing. And just, mm -hmm. just really appreciating being able to go and spend time, you know, out of town, you know, just, just any, any kind of spending time with our loved ones, mm -hmm. I think is, um, this has really affected that. And yeah. just think a lot about how precious that is. Well, many people have lost loved ones in the last two years and have been restricted, not been able to go to weddings and funerals yeah. and yeah baby showers and things like that. We've missed out on things we've done in the past. I know you just lost your great uncle mm -hmm. and I know we wanted to go see him Yeah, and we just couldn't, we just couldn't do it because of the outbreaks and, and spikes and stuff that we couldn't, we couldn't travel to go see him and, um, people aren't you know, able brings to... it home that yeah. you, you have to take care of your family and, and love them while yeah. you have them. People, yeah. uh, aren't able to mourn and celebrate like they used to mm -hmm. and at the length that they should a normal human brain functions at and zoom's great but it's it's no substitute yeah, about the same. how many times have we lost somebody in the last two years that and we would have like jumped oh, yeah. in the car and drove and been there for the family or yeah. Yeah. Hopped even on a if plane we couldn't have seen gone. them the, the family I mean, like we would have been there to support the family yeah and, right. and that is the nice thing about Zoom nowadays is that, uh, is that, um, you know, before if someone lived like several states away, you might not be able to get to their funeral. But, you know, with Zoom now, you can have your whole family there to be yeah. able to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Zoom when we can't go, it's been a good substitute. But now, yeah, like that's a good point. But yeah. We're gonna have in the, the past where we might not have been able to go travel, we can be there. There's a light at yeah. the end of a dark tunnel. Yeah, we are gonna have both. So for me, um, when I think about what I'm gonna do differently moving forward, um, as I've said many times since the beginning of this, uh, I have cut licking doorknobs out of yeah. my repertoire. He's, I don't that do that anymore. It's, that must have been so hard. For yeah, it, it, it's... He's rehabbed. He's good. Like, he's yeah, no. I've really I'm thought really about... I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. No more doorknobs. Embarrassed um, in public. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't fall back in. Keep <laughs> it up, Don't look man. at my dad. He's licking doorknobs again. <laughs> so, uh... But Mom, he's doing seriously. it again! <laughs> <laughs> you open that one up. Well, that's true. Well, you know, it's a job of a dad to... 
embarrass their children somehow. And if it's eating gum from under a table or licking oh, a doorknob. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> well, you, I won't now. You literally just said, I'm going to be more wary I'm, of disease. No, I'm not going to do that anymore because that's it's, what he's saying. It's, it's a good way yeah, to spread disease. Good job. I'm proud I've come you. to realize that's just nasty. But um, <laughs> uh, one thing that for, for me, because of my work, you know, with my landscape maintenance business, I work in the public and I sometimes have to clean up messes that people leave. <laughs> Uh, you know, and it might be just trash or, you know, clothing that's dumped on a flower bed or, or other stuff. And in the past, it, you know, you just dealt with it. Now, I carry masks and gloves and sanitizers with me and I use them, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, I don't want to take a, anything yeah. lightly. Yeah. You know, diseases happen and they spread and... It doesn't matter how strong you are, you know, a little bug can take you down. So uh, that's definitely something I am changing uh, and have changed that I take it seriously. Um, Don't mess around with that stuff. Overall, um, I think we're all looking forward to being able to do some of the things that we've missed out on the last two years. It's a bittersweet feeling. I'm going to take it slow, though. Yeah. We're still, I think we all, four of us still feel like there's certain circumstances where mm-hmm. we probably still feel like wearing a mask. I think. Sure. I think that was definitely the Staying problem. separate. I mean, I don't want to stand. That's one of the things that's changed. I don't like to stand cl- close to people anymore. Uh-huh. used to never like think about it. You stand in line at the grocery store and I would be right yep, behind the person true. in front of me and the person behind me would be right behind me. Yep. And now it's like, yeah, you're close you, if I can touch people. you, you're too close. Yeah. You know, yeah. just uh, back off. Yeah, that's my I favorite think thing. thing. Respecting people's boundaries is going to be really important. Yeah, you know, and I hope. Does somebody want to be hugged? Does well, it certainly makes me more self-conscious. Makes me more self-conscious when I've got that person who wants to get right up in your face to talk to you, mm-hmm. and you can like smell their breath, and they're like looking you in the eye, and you're like, take a step back, and they take yeah. a step forward, and you take a step back, and take a step forward, and you're, toxic. Sight. I was. You're like. Now I'm much more conscious of that. I'm like, yeah. dude, mm-hmm. you need to step back. <laughs> you are in my bubble. I was at a gas station. I saw a guy wearing a shirt that said, "If you can read this, you're too close." Yeah. And I thought that is great. I need to get one of those. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a good time for that song. Don't stand so so close to me. Yeah. I mean, it's got a different meaning. Uh, Totally different meaning, but it, it gives it the titles. Yeah. Are, if you read yeah, the yeah, title, yeah. Then you're it works. The title. Yeah. What are some of those, some song, songs that we can think of that would go well with this? Since this is the radio show, get uh, back, get back, get back, get back, get back to where you once belong. Get back, get back to where you once belong. Emily here. I think like everyone else, I have very mixed emotions about uh, things opening back up and the possibility of things shutting down again. I don't know. It's It's been a lot the last two years. When the mask mandate was first lifted, what was that, like a week ago or a week and a half ago? I had mentally just prepared myself 
to continue wearing a mask until I, I don't know, until I felt like I was personally comfortable with not wearing a mask. Um, but I did go to the store, to the grocery store, which I've done many times throughout <laughs> the pandemic. And it was really nice to see people's faces and it definitely felt like this weight was lifted from everyone, whether they were wearing masks or not. It just felt like everyone had a little more pep in their step and it felt really good. I really enjoyed that feeling and those moments. I think that part of me feels guilty for our part in the world being able to open up when Ukraine is going through what they're going through. Like everyone gets to move on except for them because they are living through this horrible crisis on top of another crisis. And then part of me thinks maybe the world at large can only handle one huge crisis at a time. So it's kind of like, well, the pandemic is over because we can't deal with this war and the pandemic. I know that's not really true because I've been looking at the numbers, uh, the COVID cases, and they, at least in our area, they do seem to be on the decline. It's like, markedly so so that's that's good um so yeah that that makes me feel um strange to think that there are people in other places in the world that don't get to go back to normal and who knows who knows when they will so that that does make me sad several months ago our youngest son was diagnosed with this very rare form of childhood epilepsy and it's something that we have to carry with us now that the pandemic might be coming to an end and so that is it's a lot to carry mentally because I guess in my mind when a pandemic ends it's like oh yay all the problems are gone but that's not true because we still have these things that happened throughout the pandemic that we need to continue to carry with us, whether it's, you know, health issues like our son is dealing with or mental health issues. So there's just, it doesn't just go away just because it ends or seems like it's ending. All the issues don't disappear. So I guess that's something I've been kind of grappling with lately. There were a lot of things through the pandemic that I I appreciate. I appreciated the fact that it sort of forced us to slow down and come together as a family and we found new places to go and new outdoorsy things to do. And those are things, good things, um, really positive things that we will continue to do and carry with us. Um, you know, through this part of the pandemic and as the pandemic comes to an end. So for that, I'm grateful. One of the things I've done throughout the pandemic up until very recently is look up <laughs> what makes a pandemic become endemic. And 
I guess I keep looking it up because the answer just doesn't stick with me, or maybe I'm hoping that there's a different answer that's a little more clear-cut, or I'm waiting for somebody to say, it's now, it's become endemic. Um, But that just hasn't been the case. And I found some interesting little infographs um, about this. So a lot of times throughout the pandemic, which I'm sure you have been aware of, uh, it, it's it been compared to the influenza of, of 1918, because that is the most recent pandemic that we can compare this one to. And so it was mentioned that in these little infographs that I found that the great influenza of 1918 never really went away either. In fact, it's possible that you've had a flu caused by one of its mutations. Oh, that's cute. Yes, that flu pandemic abated by the 1920s, but that's due to widespread immunity and attenuation, the process by which some viruses evolve over time to become less deadly. A virus just wants to spread. It doesn't necessarily want to cause severe disease in its host. So mutating allowed the virus to continue spreading and survive into the 21st century. And then the question after that little blurb was, if that strain of the flu still exists, then why is the flu pandemic of 1918 considered over? Good question. Colds and flus spread every year, but we don't consider them epidemics or pandemics unless they cause severe rates of infection and death. Occasionally, a seasonal flu will reach epidemic levels, but most of them are endemic, meaning they have low, manageable rates of death and transmission. So, that's interesting. Now, the million-dollar question, when will COVID become endemic? What does that look like? And the answer is, according to this infograph, that there is no way to predict when COVID will become endemic, but some key factors will likely include overall severe case rates dropping thanks to immunizations and prior infections, decreasing rates of death and hospitalization, and our healthcare systems not being overwhelmed. So some of those things seem to be happening now, um, and I guess only time will tell if they continue happening (laughs) and it becomes endemic. I really hate being in the middle of change. I like to skip to the end because the unknown causes me great anxiety, but I'm trying to get better at just sitting and waiting and feeling my feelings, whether they are positive or negative or anything in between. So I'm going to play this song. It's called Wonder, and it's by Jamie Drake. I just think it's really beautiful, and it reminds me to stop for a moment and try to enjoy the enjoyable things in life, because they're there. There are many things to enjoy. And I hope you enjoy this song. This is Wonder by Jamie Drake. Wonder. 
Next up, we're going to hear from Jennifer's friend, IRL, and friend of the show. That's right, the one, the only, Melody. I have like a lot of sympathy for people. Like every feeling that people are going through right now, I have sympathy. I have sympathy for everybody. We're all feeling like totally different things. I'm actually probably the happiest I've been ever. (laughs) When I feel like this, I sometimes wonder if it's just my bipolar. (laughs) Maybe it is. I know people are worried to go back to things being normal when people were so eager for it and now they're worried about it. But for me, life was never normal. I always felt like I was living on this weird little parallel path of bipolar, chronic fatigue, generalized anxiety. I definitely wasn't surprised by my reaction to things because I've always been incredibly isolated. My only way to cope with my anxiety and depression growing up was to isolate myself. When I had my manic episodes, I would just go into my room and be away from the stimuli of everything. So like when we had the lockdown, I was great for like the first little bit. And it did eventually get to me. I started to get quite depressed. Everybody keeps saying, you know, when is it going to go back to normal? To me, this is normal. I feel like (laughs) this is the new normal. I don't remember what life was like anymore before this. Somebody was mentioning on Instagram yesterday, you know, this was two years ago this week that we, we, you know, it was our last bit of normalcy. And I'm just like, I'm tired of like, doing that i'm tired of looking back this is the new normal i don't think we're ever going to go back to the way things were we're just going to have to learn to live with this (laughs) all the other pandemics they had to learn to live with those things so for me i've you know i've had my own struggles even though like i think i struggle less than most people i definitely feel like i've had to just learn to live with it you know like and i think we're all going to have to learn to live with it If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are changing Hi, it's Bobby. Over the last two years, many new things have been experienced by me. There's been a lot of new feelings. There's been a lot of new events. Emily alluded to a little bit of some hardships that uh, that our family experienced um, during this pandemic, and uh, there's a great amount of that that contributed to a lot of these new things that I've gone through in the last two years. And in these last two years, uh, I've experienced sadness. I've experienced the coldness of depression where like nothing feels good. I've experienced grief, the loss of something. I've experienced fear, like true unfiltered fear. And I will tell you that contrary to how I would have felt before experiencing all of those emotions contrary to what I might have told you before the last two years of this pandemic, you can live through that. You can live through genuine fear, through grief, 
through sadness, through that kind of pain. You can live through it and just keep moving forward. And you will look back because as humans, I think our nature is to look back and reflect on where we've come from. I think it's good to do that sometimes to know where you're going. But I am here to assure you that you can keep moving forward. And in the last two years, there have been these beautiful things that I have come to appreciate about life and about the world and this beautiful planet that we all live on. And that is that there are these tiny, minute nuances to life that make life beautiful. Like the bank, for instance. There's all these new workers that have started um, working at the bank that I go to, and they started working there during the pandemic. So I never have seen their faces. And just recently, they've taken their masks off. And their the uniqueness of their faces are so wonderful. Like their smiles and there's this one bank teller and I had this whole idea of what he looked like under that mask. And when I saw it removed, he had like the fullest lips I've ever seen. It was, it's amazing. And, and there's this other bank teller and she has so many teeth and I wouldn't have known that if I didn't see her smile. And it's those things, those, those small things that remind us that that the world is filled with so much more than I think what we experienced within the last two years. There's all these little details and it's important to remember that those details exist even if we have to mask up again, even if we have to like stay home and we're not able to go to the places that we wanted to go to. Um, You know, maybe this is just a glimpse and a reminder of of, um, the beauty of life. And there are things that we carry through from the pandemic, from the last two years into this brave new world that we're experiencing that feels like it's the first time. Um, and, And some of those things that I carry through is just pausing and taking my time and just slowing down taking time to play a board game with with my boys in the living room um, instead of just like running from place to place to place taking my time um, at the grocery store to really just like get to know the people that work there because they're they are like some of the most pleasant people at least at my grocery store um, that I've gotten to know And that's because I I was made the designated grocery shopper at the beginning of this pandemic. Um, And I wouldn't have gotten to know these beautiful people if I wasn't the designated grocery shopper. So thank you, Emily, for designating me as that that guy. And um, I've also upped my grocery shopping game. It's not overwhelming to me anymore. I know exactly where everything is, and it's very organized, and I can be in and out in a reasonable amount of time and not wander around and leave with lots and lots of hot dog stuff and cookies. So things that we carry through from the pandemic and new things that we get to experience. I don't know. It's a beautiful life. Let's not forget that. So dream infringement has come to its conclusion. I'm sorry to say it is so. And we will be right back at you in seven days. Count them down next Monday at 6 p.m with a brand new theme. 
So stay tuned until then. We also want to sincerely thank all of the contributors that that said things into the microphone and then sent them over to us in a timely fashion so that we can produce them into the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. We're so happy that you were able to share your thoughts and and um, and your hopes and your dreams. And so I will leave you to your evening. This is Bobby, Emily, and Jennifer signing off. Until next Monday. Good night.